Today, we're starting a new series in Lent called The Way. And we're going to think about the topic of resisting temptation and how Jesus shows us the way to do that. I wonder how many of us feel like we're in a long wilderness period. We've been through nearly a year of the whole world being turned upside down by something we can't even see with the naked eye. Yet its effects have been catastrophic in many parts of the world. For sure, the wilderness is not an easy place to be. It's uncomfortable. It can be lonely and confusing. And temptations can be even stronger than normal. Our weaknesses perhaps show up more. And especially for those of us spending a lot of time indoors, perhaps with the same people every day, some people do seem to be very impatient. And I've heard you know, stories of young workers at McDonald's being even verbally abused by members of the public. And a member even of our own staff team was spat on at the church centre. You know, temptation is normal and we all experience it. In itself, it's not wrong, but it's how we respond that matters. You know, the wilderness, it can be a place of cleansing because we can face up to the realities of temptation. You know, Jesus, he knows what we're going through. He's been through it too. Hebrews 4 verse 15, it says, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. So today, We're going to look at, firstly, how does temptation work? Looking at Adam and Eve. Secondly, we're going to think about the different types of temptation. And then thirdly, we will think about how do we resist temptation? So why why do we get tempted? Well, let's think for a moment about the first time that we encounter temptation in the Bible. In Genesis 3, we read about the story of Adam and Eve. And verse 1 states that the serpent, who represents the devil, he said to the woman, did God really say that you must not eat from any tree in the garden? You see, we see what the devil is trying to do is cause doubt in the woman. And he questions what God says. He tries to entice her into doing something that God said not to do. And in this case, it was eating the forbidden fruit. Skip on to verse six. And it says, when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good to look at, it was good for food and pleasing to the eye and desirable for gaining wisdom. She took it and she ate it. She also gave some to her husband and he ate it. So we see that Eve is enticed because physically the fruit looked good. And also she wanted to gain wisdom for herself instead of trusting in God's wisdom. And we see here that temptation works at the level of our heart's desire. Sometimes when we experience temptation, we can think it looks good. It feels good. It tastes good. It must be the will of God. But you see, temptation is to reconstruct the truth about things. And the truth ends up being about what pleases me instead of what pleases God. 
You know, for example, there was a couple at my relative's church that were in the worship band and they ended up sadly having an affair, but they had convinced themselves that it was okay because it felt right and it was their heart's desire. It was for one another. But this is how temptation works sometimes. You know, we can rationalize things and they're actually sinful, but we start thinking that they're okay. But you know, Adam and Eve, they didn't trust that God wanted the best for them and they didn't trust God's goodness. Another thing that we can learn from this story is that the devil is seductive and he's looking for ways to distance us from God, to deceive us and ultimately to destroy us. So we need to be on our guard against his schemes. He wants us to believe that God is not for us, but against us, that he wants to withhold good from us. But in reality, God gave Adam and Eve the whole garden to go and enjoy. There was just one tree that he told them not to eat from. So now we're going to think about the types of temptation experienced in the wilderness. You see, God sends Jesus into the wilderness because he had something to show him there. You know, it's a lonely place of challenging physical conditions and that's where the devil comes to tempt him. So we also, we need to be aware of particular times when we are weak and vulnerable. So we're going to look at some of the temptations that Jesus experienced in the wilderness. Firstly, he's tempted to turn this stone into bread. He's tempted to respond to the desires of his body and his flesh. And other temptations that might come into this category are things like lust or greed or taking drugs. And at the time they feel good because they are releasing chemicals in our body like adrenaline or dopamine. But the long-term effect is always negative. Secondly, Jesus is tempted by having all of the kingdoms of the world if only he worships the devil. And we could put this under the category of desiring power for oneself, you know? The temptation is to worship the devil. But when we give into that temptation to worship anything other than God, then we have sinned. See, worship is about lifting up, exalting, being devoted to something or to someone. And this could be anything from football to our spouse. It could be sex or money or even ourselves. You know, if we put anything above God, then we have already given into this temptation. And thirdly, Jesus is tempted to throw himself down from the pinnacle of the temple and believe that the angels will catch him. See here, the devil quotes at him from Psalm 91. He uses scripture, but he quotes it completely out of context and not in the way it was intended. See, Jesus is tempted to test God, but again, he resists. And this temptation is to test God's goodness, to see, would God really rescue Jesus? But it's not from a place of trusting in God. And we see all of these temptations, they're to do with, you know, temptation to hurry things up, to get God to conform to our agenda instead of his. And it's the temptation to take power into our own hands. 
And let's have a look at how we resist this temptation then. You see, Jesus, he was the new Adam and he was tempted in every way. But unlike Adam, he did not give into it. So how did Jesus resist? Well, we read in the scripture every time he quoted scripture, every time the devil tempted him. And some ways I suggest that we can go deeper into the Bible are to read it together with someone or a small group use a Bible commentary or listen to an audio Bible. You might want to read the Bible in a year or download an app with a reading plan, or maybe just spend time meditating on a few verses. Find what works for you. And secondly, Jesus resisted temptation by knowing his identity. He knew who he was. We read that just before Jesus was sent into the desert, he was baptised And God said to him, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. You know, it's good to spend that time just asking God, God, what do you think about me? And take time just to write down those truths and and speak them out until you believe them. Thirdly, we know that Jesus fasted. See, fasting is about denying our self-focused appetite in order to put God first so that he is our heart's desire. And fasting can help with things like self-control, learning to appreciate more of what we have and depend on God more. However, it's not recommended if you struggle with eating disorders at all. And fourthly, we learn from the passage that Jesus trusted God. He had that close relationship with him and regularly spent time alone with him. He knew that God is good and trusted him. His trust was based on God's amazing love. And as well as the examples from Jesus, I just have a couple of other suggestions for how we can resist temptation. Firstly, it's good to have accountable relationships where you can be really open and honest with someone that you trust, whether a good friend, church leader or mentor. You know, it's good to share with them things that we think and say and believe and do. So they keep us accountable. So when we keep things in secret, we can get trapped in negative patterns of thinking and behavior. But when we share it, it comes into the light and we can get help. Secondly, when temptation comes, we need to press pause and just take a moment to think especially in those moments that we're tired or weak. And just take a moment to ask, is this thought or feeling from God or not? Ask God, what are you saying in this situation? You know, we are powerful people. We can choose what we think, how we feel, how we behave, because our thoughts, they lead to our feelings and our feelings lead to actions. So we need to just really be careful with what we think and what we dwell on. Because we can give the devil authority in our lives when we agree with lies about ourselves or about God. And when we don't surrender those repeated patterns of sinful behavior to God, it means we've given that up to the devil to have some authority in our lives. You know, you might be listening to this talk today and you feel like you're a failure because you've given in to temptation and you've sinned, whether in a small way or a big way. 
But the amazing thing is you don't need to feel guilty anymore. All our sin and mistakes, they were dealt with at the cross. And we can again receive his amazing love and forgiveness and the embrace of God. All we need to do is ask him to forgive us. You know, I pray the Lord's Prayer every morning and it's a great way to start the day because I commit to God anything I need to repent of or anyone I need to forgive. And as we lay things down, in return, God gives us his love and welcome. So to conclude, let's remember we resist temptation by knowing and living the scripture, by knowing our identity in God, fasting, trusting in God, having those accountable relationships and remembering to press pause and think before we act. So if you're struggling regularly, maybe with giving into the same temptation and you feel you can't get out of it, maybe it's become a bad habit or maybe an addiction. It could be around food or drugs or porn or alcohol or anything else. If you feel that you'd like some help with that, then do check out the National Online Recovery Course. It's starting uh, Thursday, the 9th of March from seven o'clock. And if you'd like more details, please visit therecoverycourse.com. And I'd like to just finish with a verse from 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. It says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it.